Welcome to the Claire's Angels podcast, where you can join Fallon and Rosie in conversations about navigating life through using intuition, being an empath, and so much more. So before today's episode, do me a favor and exhale that breath you didn't even know you were holding. Now, take a deep breath in and settle in for today's episode. So whenever I was, when we first moved into our house, it was painted like this mustard yellow, like weird, like obviously from the early 2000s type color scheme. And it was so not my style, but I just like delayed, delayed painting, even though like I actually really like painting. (laughs) But when I was painting it, I painted it all this like grige color I guess you could say and like I put it down in the hall and it literally looked like I was painting my walls purple and I'm like Mm. this does not look right this does not look right like holy Jesus like this is not right and I just kept getting the message like it's gonna be okay like you don't have to worry about it and now my whole house is repainted because (laughs) all the repairs we had to do. And so it was one of those like moments of, yes, I'm, and it's kind of funny. It goes into like the whole, how my transition has been like the mirror that my house has shown to me of, I started out as someone else's colors. Mm. I painted it a transition color. And then now my house is like 100% me. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I've been so like playing with the idea of doing a book of like the house that healed me <gasps> and like writing a book on that. Yeah. That would be amazing. Oh my God. Yeah. You and this house have had so much. Oh already. my gosh. And oh, the like, land and the, oh my God. Yeah. Yes, All the things. Waiting so, for that. I know. I'm so excited. So yeah, that was just something that came up after our color discussion. So <laughs> yeah, well, let's share a bit more about like what it's been like moving back. Yeah, it's been a lot of emotions, honestly, a lot. Because I mean, when you devote a year and a half to something like this and like the struggles we went through with insurance and contractors and I mean, you name it, it happened. Um, And so putting that much energy into something like that and then finally seeing it come out of your head Mm. and it coming reality and it becomes a better reality than you even realized. It actually takes me back to, so a lot of times I'll get messages in my dreams and it's like premonitions more than a message. And there was this one where my kids were older and my oldest daughter came in our room and like woke us up in the morning and was talking, like holding a picture of her younger brother and he was at Disney World or something like that when the picture was taken. And it was, I just remember being so happy in that moment. And that was like, something that like I held on to for a long time and I kept thinking to myself as I was doing the repairs on the house like well if I change everything then that's not going to happen but I just kept getting the message that And that's one of the things that I asked, like in one of my Akashic Record sessions. And I'm like, well, what if I change everything? Like, that's not going to happen. But the message that I got was that, yes, but it's going to be better. Mm Yeah. Yeah. Because we never, our happiness is never taken away. No. And it's also that trust in that you, not to hold on to 
what you think it's going to be. Exactly. And it's like we get in our heads of, especially when we're doing all of these, like we see certain things and we think that it's set in stone and it's going to happen that way. And we get like attached to that. But we have to hold space that it's all of the things that happen to us are going to be for our highest good. Exactly. And that what if it is better? Yeah. It is that it, it is like a trust fall, right? Like you, you need to be able to say, I'm going to fall back and I'm going to catch myself. You know, my future self is going to catch me. Um, my higher self is going to catch me. And when we, I think that these are ways to kind of not test us, but to, um, to teach us that we, we can, we can get beautiful glimpses of what's to come as like a promise. Like I got you, I'm here for you. Like I'm supporting you and everything that is, that you're doing will be rewarded. And we think, okay, that's what it is. Whether it's from a vision, a a dream and, you know, just to us wanting something and trying to manifest it like that we it actually comes from our heart and something we want and we imagine it and put in vision boards we can very much get tunnel vision and then we get so fixed on that it's 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 like the parable of the of the guy who you know was stuck in the middle of the ocean on this boat and was praying to god for help and you know, every helicopter came by and all these rescue workers and boats and all these different people came by and he just kept saying, nope, don't worry about it. God's going to save me. God's here. I trust in God. And then, you know, when he dies, (laughs) he asks God, you know, what happened? And he's like, what do you mean? What happened to you? I sent all these people and you didn't, you didn't take my help. You know, it's like we get so fixed on maybe like that site or whatever it is. And I think sometimes they're just symbols. Sometimes it's that symbolism of that he's going to be happy and he's going to have these great adventures when he grows up because you are a great mother and you're supporting them. And that even his sister is relishing in her brother's happiness. Like sometimes that's what the message was, but we get so fixed on no, it has to be this, that we, we're we missing the big picture of how much better it's going to be, that maybe all of you guys are going to be there. And that's her showing you that memory of remember when we all went, you know, or, or whatever it is. Um, but yeah, I think that these are like the trust walks of we forget that we are co-creating this. And that if we decide, if I decided tomorrow, like put aside all the responsibilities I have, you know, having a son in high school and all this stuff, but like for whatever reason, if tomorrow I said, you know what, we're packing up and we're moving to Spain, obviously during this time in the <laughs> world, it's bad not move. A, you know what I mean? <laughs> but like, I mean, really, we could just, there's nothing stopping us. Even if I think like, well, where's the money going to come? All that, that it still isn't stopping us from doing what we want to do. We just need to f- maybe figure out and plan and have a way through it. But we often think that it's not possible because we don't know the the road ahead and we don't see it. It's like. We have to remember that even in misty and fog, the road's still there. You know, we still drive or just we just go slower. It's like the another story of, you know, the, the footprints where, you mm-hmm. know, you see a, a pair of footprints and you think you're all alone. And nope, you know, you've been carried the whole time. Um, yeah, just... And I'm really sitting with that myself too. And just my current, you know, 
where I am at with everything right now in my life and and stepping into really honoring my gifts and who I am and sharing that at a higher level than just kind of behind the scenes and, you know, not really <laughs> proclaiming it. But it's not doing anybody a service by by not helping. And and I think this too, one of the greatest things I ever heard that always stuck is by us just being here on earth is enough, is the work. So you could put aside all like, but I need to, I need to, I need to. It's it, They're all just invitations to do this. If you don't do it, you're not, not good person or you're not, not loved, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> God loves all of us, no matter what. These are just like, just like as a parent, you know, you see your kid's potential and you want them to like do amazing because you know that they can, but you don't love them less if they miss the goal, you know? Um, and it, it's uh, like soccer. I'm, I'm Now I'm doing sport metaphors. Uh, <laughs> um, but even the goal of like whatever it is, that, that was also meant for that. But yeah, I think it's, we we are harder on ourselves as intuitives and empaths, highly sensitive. Because not only is it the worldly things that we're navigating through, but we're also pulling in and weaving in all this other stuff that actually is even we're more aware of than sometimes other people. And to be able to like bridge that sometimes is hard. And then we can say, you know what, this is too much. I'm just, I'm going to put it away and I'm just going to do my job, like my nine to five job. And that's okay too. Honor that. Like forever who needs to hear this, it's okay if you don't, you know, hang a shingle on the door and start doing readings for people <laughs> or, <laughs> or, you know, making it a profession that like Fallon and myself, when I was a hairdresser, we still were us and we yeah, were still, we're still doing the magic that we are the gifts that we are. It's not what you do. It's who you are doing it. And that is enough. So yeah, thank you for sharing that. Cause it is that it's it's it, it can be really emotional because you don't want to, especially when it comes with your kids or somebody you mm -hmm. love, you don't want to, you don't want to shortchange them. And I think yeah, exactly we can be the most selfless people and put other people in front of us, but then we can also like spin our head and try to fix it if it doesn't <laughs> work. You know <laughs> exactly, yeah. If you're ever curious how Rosie and I's conversation started out, it's pretty much like this with me like bawling, crying, and her telling me all these crazy stories. And I'm like, where is she going with this? And then, like, oh, yeah, okay, I get it. <laughs> this is how this worked. <laughs> yeah, you're like, what's not I? Like, but why are you? And then, yeah. I'm so confused. Oh, wait, I get it. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much how this went, in case you're curious. <laughs> Uh, that's the grandma energy. You just gotta like wait for the long story because it's coming. Because sometimes, but they're so good. It's like one of those things where you're like, at the end of it, you're like, holy shit, how did I get here? Uh, yeah, things it makes so much sense now. I will take you into Wonderland through the looking glass. Okay, it's backwards, and then it's like you know, and that's you know, that's my. Honestly, the more I, I learn about other stuff, the more I honestly am in love with all my quirkinesses, like my, you know, totally agree. Yeah. crazy, the full card walking off the ledge with the bag <laughs> and my trusty dog. Like that is me. That is me. That is me. That is me. Like, don't take things too seriously. Be the jester sometimes. And you can deliver things that are heavy in this like playful way. And, um, 
yeah, like I'm my Mercury is in uh retrograde and it's also in Pisces, which is my sun sign. <laughs> <laughs> and Venus is in Pisces. So like all these different like that are like so far out in like mystical and kung fu, right? But because Mercury, the communicator, is in retrograde, I literally am upside down, like backwards. Like so, <laughs> I didn't even think about me, that. <laughs> like imagine me telling, like living this life, ha- doing like handstands all the time. That's literally me. As a kid, I was always doing cartwheels and climbing walls and things, and like yeah. Oh so my that's also the way I tell stories and communicate because I'm not when when I'm speaking it's just like I don't even know what's coming you know <laughs> I'm just so like like the like, fun of it use me like download and then my mouth opens you know <laughs> yeah as a kid it was hard I the downloads would come so fast and because I'm a storyteller, um, <laughs> I would want to backfill and say, oh, well, what, like, oh, you don't know this. And because I always assumed everybody wanted to hear the whole story and the deeper oh, I'm version, so the right? same way. Yeah. And you get this like glazed over look and you're like, I lost you like five minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, My bad. Like, no, no, wait, this is the part of it. This is the good part. part. Yeah. And then I would start stammering. Because it wasn't coming out faster, and then, and then, and then, and then, and it, uh, yeah, I just lost them. When I would see somebody, just like they either started another conversation or changed the subject or that glaze over, I was like, ah. <laughs> I lost them. <laughs> but you didn't hear the most amazing story. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I totally do that at work. I'm like. Okay, you obviously want to know the entire backstory. So let me start back five years ago. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm like, halfway through, I'm like, hmm. And like, you can feel it because like being an empath, you're like, mm, I'm losing them. Yeah. I'm losing and them. That's when you're like, okay, let, I'm just, okay, wait, pause. Start, yeah, that's when you're just like, Fast let me forward. Just, yeah, skip to the end of the last page. That's all you care about anyways. Yeah. I'll just go back and I'll read the rest of the book myself. Because it's important to me, damn it. Yeah. that's why when like when you're talking about like like you know anything and you start going into the geeking out i'm like oh i'm like the heart in my eyes and i'm just like tell me more put me to sleep tuck me into bed with telling me about crystals (laughs) i know right and it's so funny but it's great because it's like i come from the science background you come from like the hairdresser like go with the flow like you know whatever yeah, kind of the background art, right. the artsy kind of background and it's like it's so cool like seeing how all of that comes together like mm-hmm. and yet we still have the same storytelling problems <laughs> <laughs> they are problems <laughs> it is a problem to everyone else except me <laughs> oh my god <laughs> yeah yeah so funny yeah, yeah i know and sometimes when i'm just like when you know where you're just like uh, okay i need it like that's why if i when i was a kid and i would tell a joke it was great because i was able to like <laughs> and then put the emotion and paint the picture or if i'm retelling something that like happened people are just like listening like oh my god that could be a book or that could be a movie and yeah. i'm like this happens all the time in my head <laughs> seriously as i'm wa- like as I'm walking along, I can hear this, like, if I hear music, I'm like, oh, there's a soundtrack to my, to my <laughs> movie, my life, you know? <laughs> As a kid, I used to think, like, oh, there's a camera there, and I'm, like, on a sitcom, or I'm, like, you know, oh my or, God. Or, like, crazy family, I'm, like, I'm on, like, a reality, like, reality shows weren't in <laughs> That them, wasn't even a real know, thing, like, yeah. yeah. But I used to think, like, there was a camera, so it's kind of funny how things, like, now you know doing like like social media lives like i am on camera you know? like this is for real I am we are recording we have our own like, <laughs> podcast and uh just different things i could think like my my favorite thing was going to, my mom would 
I beg her to take me to Toys R Us and buy a chalkboard, like a real chalkboard, like a teacher's one, mm. like and real chalk, and yeah. I'd have you know my teddy bears and Barbies out. And, <laughs> oh my god, um, so many times I played school. Oh yeah, my god, and I can't I would even grab yeah. my older brother and sister's textbooks and my favorite ones were the Greek mythology uh-uh. and, and algebra. <laughs> you, know, like, you know, like quantum physics and numerology and like archetypes. Hello. Like it was already given to me, you know, back then. So now oh you, you guys are just my teddy bears. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the willing teddy bears. I know. That would like they sat for an hour while I, know. I explained, What's wrong with you, know, you? Athena coming from Zeus's head. Like, hello, you know? <laughs> I don't get what's wrong with you people. The real life teddy bears. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah. This always making up like uh, um, the Barbies. I remember making up. Um, I made a yearbook for them. So, okay. So I took picture and then I had to go develop it. So this person oh at, I it's don't like know a whole where, level like here. Rite Aid or wherever it was at the time, Clark's Drugs probably, um, <laughs> developed these pictures of these Barbies on each other's shoulder like doing the you know and it was funny because when I would get into this my older brother he's like four years older than me he'd be like oh that's that's cool like that looks like fun so he would like help me put it like he wasn't my older my older sister six years older so they wouldn't play the Barbies but they would like oh like do this scene but then they would like make them start fighting I'd be like stop they're not fighting you know you know it's so funny one last thing about barbies um <laughs> i actually started okay barbies you don't cut their bangs you know that like oh you yeah it's like straight yeah. up <laughs> so it's so funny because i would cut all their hair and then i would get a marker and color it and i even gave one a mohawk uh-uh or she and did then, yeah and then um you may be too young for this, but this the this came out later again. Gem, Gem and the Holograms. So when yeah, I was no. a kid, there was Gem and the Holograms, that, and then there was a doll and she, that like I think the Barbies are like eleven inches, and Gem was twelve inches because they wanted to make it kind of different. Uh, yeah. So she was more like real, I guess. And so sometimes like I didn't have enough cans or cans were like, eh. So then Jem was like the rocker dude. Uh-uh. <laughs> he had long hair. <laughs> That's awesome. I just I just feel for my mom, like as I would take all my clothes out of my drawers and then I get the washcloths and they'd all be like apartments, like the drawers. <laughs> And then I'd get tired and like fall asleep. And then my room was a mess, you know? Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. My mom had a special room for that when we were growing up. It was like the game room. It was like this huge room above the garage. And it literally was like lined wall to wall with just toys. And I'm like, I'm like, mom, how did you function? Cause like, I'm trying to organize my kids' toys now. And I'm like, how did you function with that? She's like, I just closed the door and I didn't go up there. Uh, that's so smart that is a smart like you way to do it i know because no not not me i would go in there and organize my kids oh yeah when i have like it was too much and they weren't putting it away and then they would of course they'd see it all organized and then they'd like oh they'd start playing and i'm yeah, like they're like oh i haven't seen it. that yeah <laughs> as you're getting rid of it right yeah. oh my god it. that's like me right now because i'm like we have too much stuff and i'm like we have to get rid of things so i'm literally like keeping some boxes not broken down to where i'm like sneaking toys out of the house to where they just don't see it yeah. so, like we had this barbie house that i had when i was a kid mm. speaking of barbies like yeah. freaking theme of the show here but like i literally like it was like it's a really cool barbie house it's like pretty big you know whatever and obviously from like the 90s whatever and like still functional it's fine but it was in the garage with all the stuff that came from our storage units which i was going to go through and like get rid of and she's like oh, the 
Barbie house. And I'm like, oh no, not the Barbie house. I know. I'm like, where are we going to put this thing? Like, Uh, but I mean, it folds up and it's totally fine. It fits. It's totally fine. But again, it's just one of those like, no, don't get the Barbie house. (laughs) I feel for my mom. Uh, I had the Barbie townhouse and it had like the elevator. Oh, now yeah. I had Barbies in the early eighties. Right. So like, yeah. You know. um, so that was the townhouse. And then um, we had the, the, it was like an RV or a van. Like these were freaking cool things, you know? Yeah. Like, they were like, like really badass. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. I mean, they're so big. Like, where do you put them? You know? Exactly. Like, I'm like on the other, being on the other side of this, I'm like, oh, yeah. oh my God. God, what I did know. I do? I know. Like, <laughs> like, this is payback. Yeah. Well, my mom had, you know, there were six of us. So oh, good Lord. Mom, yeah, your poor mother. Like, Exponential. You're <laughs> safe somewhere in the house. Yeah, we think. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. Our Barbies had so many adventures. Yeah. And oh then when God. the dogs would get them and they would tear up their faces, I'd be like, ah. Oh, my God. It was so funny. Yeah. Uh, another, yeah. Barbie, Barbie, Barbie. Yeah. No idea why that's the theme of this one, but apparently. <laughs> she came in. She showed she, up. She made her appearance. Her purple glory. <laughs> oh my God. I would get so like when, when I would say, cause I, I mean, me and my, my sister's two years younger. So we had way too many Barbies. Like I, I, oh, yeah. I mean, I want to say, I would say 30, but probably more. Oh, because yeah. between the two of us and then like you know the ones yeah. that we didn't play i mean bucket of just like barbies like you know oh. and then um we'd always like want to get a new one like the new one that would come oh out, yeah and same it. and yeah. <laughs> i'm just like my my poor mom she was probably just like just please like if this is going to entertain you some more you know just have it i know no. and it's so funny i totally feel you on that like i have a younger sister four years younger like we had so much girl stuff like it was insane i know and yeah. I, I would always like if i would bring up like oh my god and then barbie and then i don't know this was a thing and i guess in my neighborhood that they're like i don't play with barbie and i'd always be so sad like <laughs> uh, like i love barbie like barbie that's for like sissy girls or whatever you know oh like, yeah so whenever i'd meet somebody and they'd be like i love barbie i'm like oh <gasps> You're my best friend. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Let's see. And then my mom had the luxury of it being where it's literally just me and my sister. So my dad had no boys. And so he would also like give us boy things too. And so like, I mean, I grew up using like drills and like playing in the dirt and having Tonka trucks and like all the things. So like my mom literally had like two sets of things where it was like girl things and boy things. (laughs) <laughs> I love that, but that's yeah, that's amazing that it wasn't just like, well, we have girls, so then therefore that's all it is, you know. Yeah, no, like I definitely spent most of my vacation this past like Christmas helping my dad put together cabinets. <laughs> like, but that's such a great, it was like, so rewarding. It was so much fun. Yeah, kidding. That, yeah, yeah. That that's one thing I think. Like you need to be able to let them discover it all. Like yeah, have that balance. Not just like, well, you're a girl or you're a boy, and therefore you have to do these things. Like yeah, no, that was not how I was raised at all. It was like I okay. So I um my mom's family owned a plumbing store, and so I literally grew up in the plumbing store. Like uh, the way that I learned how to count was on pipe fittings. Oh, that's perfect. Hence the engineer. <laughs> Hence the engineer part of how things fit together and all the things, right? But yeah. um Fuck yeah, like and going back to the cabinets, what I realized just now as I was saying it was that the so he made it out of cypress wood and it's all like antique cypress from the plumbing store. Oh my god, that's amazing. So my it empire. was like yeah it was like full circle like of (gasps) like bringing in the ancestor bringing in the you know woodworking and the satisfaction you get from that and then but also like because it was in a plumbing store right so it's like disgusting wood and you would think that it is this like 
like my dad's like, most people just throw this away because they don't realize. And so we would plane the wood and like get it down to like where it's new wood again, basically that's like now being exposed that wasn't exposed before. And like, that is, is the most beautiful wood you've ever seen. Oh my God. Yeah. And so, and it kind of, it's funny because it, talking about how all our storytelling comes back, like, (laughs) so it just came to me, like, that's literally what you're doing as you are, you know, raising your frequency and doing all these things to become the true version of yourself. It's like, you're shedding all of this old stuff that's like on the outside of you and just like letting your true light shine. (laughs) You are Jim, the Barbie Jim. Exactly. somebody will know what i'm talking about i know someone will i currently don't but i'll have to go look it up well you just missed out so (laughs) apparently i wasn't born in the cool 80s babies yeah i like i missed it by like two months okay (laughs) like two and a half months to be precise okay march 15th That's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Now, this is your talk a little bit about your family and how they came to Louisiana, like your lineage and the, the, how do you pronounce it again? Traitors? Oh, traitors. Traitors. Okay. Yeah. Um, It's okay. If I go to pronounce anything in Spanish, you're going to be like, holy Jesus. Um, but yeah, so I live in Southern Louisiana and my family has been here since, I guess the 1700s. Um, but my dad's family, um, they came from, I think it was, I'm probably gonna lie to you, but it may be Normandy, France, but anyway, somewhere in France. And, um, they came to Nova Scotia and they lived there when it was, you know, obviously first being developed and everything. And, um, they obviously, so this is some of the stuff that I've discovered from doing a lot of research on native Americans and different things like that. But at the time they were, the native Americans in that area were helping them survive. And there was a lot of like intermingled marriages and stuff like that, that was happening as well. Um, but there were two brothers that during the exile that happened in Nova Scotia um, of the, like basically the, I think it was the British that came in and exiled the people from France. Mm-hmm. And when that happened, a handful of people from Nova Scotia came down the Mississippi basically and came to Southern Louisiana and settled here. And my ancestors are part of that. And there's a family story where it was two brothers that came down and they were barrel makers. And uh, they made two wooden barrels and they basically used that to float down the Mississippi to come here. Um, And yeah, and like my family's been here ever since. And so I have a lot of like strong ties to this area. Um, I grew up in a small town around here and this area is just magical. I mean, I might be partially biased because it's where I've lived <laughs> most of my life. But I mean, I've traveled a lot too, as far as like to see the rest of the world. Like, mm. um, it's kind of funny. Like I have traveled more abroad than I have in the U S okay. (laughs) So, um, but like I've been to other places, but this place just holds a special place in my heart, not only because my ancestors are here, but because just there's something about the land here that is just like, if you put your feet in the grass here, it's just truly magical. Like you are so connected and, like I said, it could be just me that because of my your lineage family and, and my lineage, family yeah. and it's like all here and it's like my ancestors are so strong here um, that 
that's why I feel so connected to it. Mm-hmm. But it's also obviously where I'm meant to be, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, and and how you know somebody else may pass through and not feel that. Like exactly. I, I, there's certain places that will always express that just because of the people who live there and and all the the history of the land. Like you can always feel that charge of energy. I think really anywhere you can feel different ones, but some of them just have this really magical expansiveness. And also the people that have gravitated there. And it also has to do with what's underneath. There might mm-hmm. be, there might be, um, you know, a portal, uh, you know, or, or um, you know, something from, from earth below that is actually, you know, um, calling people home, you know, mm-hmm. there's, and there's also places that that has become that because people like it's it's double like it is because the people that were called there, but also because they were called there, the things that they did. There's this really cool thing, astrocartography. I don't know if you mm-hmm. ever like no. um, know that. I mean, it, I've heard it, the word, but yeah, yeah. So it's like astrology. I think it's um, I think it's on astro astro.com i'll put it in the show notes um (laughs) you know where we can find it but um depending this is like double fold um you can look up your astrology chart for free and then you can go on this astro cartography portion and it will show what areas of the world or you can just do you know, the United States or Canada or wherever you live, um, the the lines that are beneficial, like the, they're your like power areas based on your astrology chart. So you might have like, um, I'll just I'll just say you might have like your Chiron line somewhere. So that's your wounded healer. So that might be a place where you maybe don't want to live but maybe that might be a great place for you to teach have a retreat about healing you know Mm. and then there's other places that might be your venus line so that might be where you feel very much at home or you know all the energy of venus love um partnership even even security money you know these things and then like your jupiter line your like saturn so there's also some that they're like, I don't ever think of anything as good or bad. Yeah. So there might be ones that are, you may go to face these parts of you intentionally. So, but they're also ones that will enhance whatever you're working on. So I think that has a lot to do with it, but also tra- like travel different places and see how your body feels there. Because I know like when I put more, wherever I sleep, if my head is facing a certain way, like I, I feel like I'm upside down and then I'll realize, oh, it's because I'm like, I'm my head's to the South or, you know, like it, it just, it feels that way to me. And I am kind of sensitive to that. And sometimes it changes. It's not always to the South, but just that's real. Like we yeah. have, like we have magnets, like that is real. That's like, we can really feel that. I know when I have visited my daughter in Georgia and I was on the East coast, it felt really natural there. It as does, much as yes. I've always been on the West coast, my whole life in LA area, California, Southern California, anyway. Um, when I went to the East coast, it felt like it, it, I didn't have any like, you know, cause three hours difference, but I didn't yeah. have any feeling of like even jet lag or anything. It was just like immediate. It was almost like my body really liked being there in that time zone, mm-hmm. whether that's where I'm supposed to be or that I can, that I had past lives, you know, on that coast or whatever it was, but Sometimes you may want to be somewhere really bad. Like I know I've done this where I'm like, even in just in the area, like looking at houses, like, oh my God, that looks amazing. And of course we've all done this where you see the picture <laughs> of the house and they had great photography, you know, and they, yeah. they, um, they really uh, staged it really well. And then you yeah. go and you're like, oh my gosh, the neighborhood or the surrounding area or 
sometimes it is perfect. And then the people you just don't resonate with or the, or there's something there that doesn't feel right. So also trust that, that sometimes we belong in different places, but it doesn't have to be always just like a different house or a different job or a different time in your life that don't get also so not, I'm not talking about you in particular, but like for a person mm-hmm. to not get stuck on, I used to feel good here. Why don't I now? Or I, why don't I feel good in that place? It just might, you might've jumped the gun and forced it and the timing wasn't right. It wasn't God's time. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I'm totally going to look up like where my lines are now because <laughs> I'm like, obviously this is something where like this you place is like, there. I still need to be here because it's so funny. So Rosie and I were talking about this, like, I don't know, a couple months ago, I guess. And she asked me, well, where else do you want to live? And I'm like, legitimately, like, I'm like, nowhere. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I'm here. Yeah. But I think what it is, it's like, I still have things to do here. Yeah. Like there's a reason that I was put in this area with this family lineage, with this you know, these gifts and these abilities, because I have something that I need to do here. Still haven't figured out what that is, but, you know, and I think part of, I say I haven't figured out what that is. Like, I do know I'm starting to get inklings of like why I'm here. It's because like, I'm here to help others like me in this area because there are no other, like, I don't say there are no others, but it's like, it's not, so how Rosie was talking about the traiteurs, like the Cajun culture was so rich and intuitive and all these things of like listening to the land and listening to the people and your body and using plant medicine and all these things. But we forgot all of that and the culture is dying. But I think part of why I'm here is to help people like me remember that they're supposed to be here for a reason. Mm. And and I think that's really why, like when Rosie asked me why I don't want to move anywhere else, it's like, because I'm here for a reason and I'm here to help others. And by me stepping into the light of who I'm supposed to be and putting myself out there and being seen because that's, like how Rosie was talking about how she literally would like pretend she's on a movie set, like as her real life. Like I was the complete opposite. I'm like, I don't want to be seen. Like if I'm seen, I'm judged like all these things. And I'm like, nope. Like my life is, my life isn't a book. You can read, <laughs> but, but we're not going to be filming here. Okay. Yeah. So water. So <laughs> yeah, water. Like, <laughs> so like, I am so water. Like I'm even like, let me dress in black and like all, not like goth or anything, but like yeah. I would intentionally like, well, unintentionally really choose mm-hmm. black because it was like just what I felt like wearing. But little did I know, like that's like 100% water. Hello. Yeah. That's um, true. Yeah. And so, anyways, that's more like a feng shui reference on the the black color. Like, and we'll talk about the nice. And we'll talk eating. about all that, yeah. but um, and just a way that's a way that you can interpret color. It's not the way, mm-hmm. but anyways, um, yeah. So I, I think that as I open up more and am more visible and step into the person that I'm meant to be, that that in itself is healing not only to the people here, but also to the land and to raise the vibration of where I am Mm -hmm. by doing that. And honoring your ancestors. And honoring my ancestors for sure. And and stepping into you being the ancestor for your descendants and for the future. And that's how we time travel. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Time travel 101. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Or or the the short version. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I love that so much. It's um to to when you really know who you are, it, you don't need to know all the pieces, you don't need to know how it's going to work or what, but just know I'm needed here. I'm here for a reason. That is so healing so that you're not trying to escape. Mm, yeah, absolutely. And 
I guess in high school when I was trying to figure out like where I was going to go, what I was going to do with my life and go, like, where would I go to college, all these things. It was, well, I want to go all these different places, you know, like I applied to all these different colleges because that's what all my friends were doing. And that's what was, you know, the norm. And I mean, I remember, you know, traveling to other places. And just like you said, like on paper, it looked beautiful. And when I got there, I'm like, mm, nope, this is not right. You know, and not it was as good as home. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I still, I still didn't stay home. I actually, I went to LSU for a while and ended up coming back to UL at the local college here. And, and I say local, I mean, it's a pretty big college, yeah. but like it's, um, and I didn't, do it because I missed home or anything. Like I literally probably was drug kicking and screaming back because <laughs> my mom was like, uh, no, ma'am, like you're going to ruin your entire college career. Okay. <laughs> like You need to quit partying. Um, yeah. I mean, I still partied, it is what it is. but it was uh, slightly more controlled, <laughs> but, um, yeah. And I think it was honestly like looking back on it in Baton Rouge, it was very like busy and go, go, go and like all these things. And it wasn't very grounding for me. And I was at a point in my life where I really needed to have that grounding energy while still exploring all the different aspects of me mm-hmm. um, and coming into who I was. And so I think my mom used the excuse of you know, you're partying too much. It costs too much money, like all these different things. But ultimately I think what it was is that I was coming back to be grounded Mm -hmm. while I, because the the area was, you know, so connected to me in so many different ways that it grounded me while I was exploring and while I was figuring out who I was. Um, Honestly, like that, year after I came back was one of the most healing and one of the most like coming into who I was, but it was all because I was supported by the area and the people. And your mom being an intuitive herself to tap in, like this is not helping, like growing you, you know? Yeah. Like I wasn't in alignment with who and where I needed to be. Mm Mm-hmm. I want to kind of touch on that because I think that's going to be a, a, a you know, it, it may be a topic that um, I, I think it's important to talk about is as empaths, we can definitely drown and try to shut off a lot of these emotions um, because we don't feel grounded. And there's a lot of different ways that we can feel differently rather than hearing mm-hmm. things and tapping into things. Uh, I think it's really common to intoxicate in different ways and to kind of have a, a little bit of an addictive personality because we being highly sensitive means we feel everything that much more. So to on the flip side, it, it it can be that we want to shut it off or at least have control over it because we don't know yet. Mm-hmm. And so to have the control over like, I'm going to feel this way, you know, uh, buzzed or high or whatever it is, right? Just that also can continue. We don't recognize it that I know for myself when I'm really not in alignment or I just am grasping, I will emotional eat because that is very grounding. I mean, you literally are getting heavier so that you can be more solid and be more of like earth, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And that is so that it's almost like tying a rock around my kite string as I'm like (laughs) all the way up here, you know? But when I'm not embracing the journey and the path that it, it it will flow and be different and it'll look different. And sometimes it feels crazy. 
and trust that I am supported and that I have people that I can just find that understand me without having to exp- like how freaking nurturing is that to find somebody that like you don't even need to explain it that they understand you know that's exactly that, that alone is it's so good that then the the things you can start like okay maybe I don't need to I can fill my cup in other ways yeah I think that's so powerful when you kind of find your people I guess but I also want to speak to the times when you can't find your people because I feel like I went through that for a long time of being like, well, I don't have anybody to talk to about all this crazy shit that's happening to me, you know, or like that I'm experiencing. And like, I don't know if this is normal. Like I have no one, you know, but looking back on that time in my life, it was, I had to, it's kind of like that honoring the space that's in between because you, for me, at least it was, I was raising my vibration, raising my frequency, doing all these things that were getting me to be in the position to be in alignment with who I need to be. But all these things that were not in alignment with me were falling away. So like all of my friendships, all of the people that I used to talk to about things that were going on with me, like those were just falling out, you know, and I was literally left by myself. Mm-hmm. But I think when we're in those kinds of places that that's where the magic happens. That's where you learn how strong you are and learn that, yes, it's nice to have all these people. And then it's very comforting to be able to talk to other people about what's going on. And it's actually very healing to do that. But to honor that you already have the answers in within yourself that you really don't technically need anyone else to be your sounding board because you know what's right for you mm-hmm. and just honoring that space of the in-between where you're having things in of your old self fall away because they're no longer in alignment with you and you're kind of just in the gates waiting for the race to start where you're like, okay, like where are all my people? Where are all these things? And just to be patient and to lean into having it be okay for you to be by yourself, learning who you are without other people's influences. And I think that's really important to learn who you are without other people's influences before you actually do find who your people are supposed to be. Mm Because then you have that strong backbone and of who you are. So that way when, because especially as empaths, I, we're like chameleons, right? We will adapt to whatever situation, whatever emotion is being presented to us so that we, you know, either don't get noticed or that we don't cause the ripple, you know, but it's really important for us when we're in that space of in between just to honor that know who you are. So that way you can stand strong when other people may have differing opinions to you because it's going to happen. You know, I mean, like we were saying, we all experience things our own way. And so obviously there will be some differing opinions of like how you approach things, but, Like Rosie was saying, there is no right or wrong. So as long as you stand strong in who you are and you know who you are, you know, I I think that's really the the whole point of being in that in-between is to know who you are. Yeah. Yeah. Because then you're not, then you recognize when you're getting pulled away into somebody else's energy. Because you exactly. like what we talked about, like I think the first episode, like who am I, so that I know is is this what I'm feeling? Is it mine or is it someone else's? You know, and and that it's 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 about building a support system, and that it can be from 
audiobooks. It can be from courses. It can be from podcasts like this one. It doesn't just have to be from friends that you can, that, that are in your immediate area. I think that's the magic of now, you know, as much as it can be a deterrent and it can be, there can be negative there. There is also beauty in having this boundary, you know, uh, uh, brought down with having the internet is that we are global. We always have been, but now even more so. And yes, you know, there's, there's always both sides and, and there it, we can talk about all of that, but it, I don't think it's necessary. I think finding the positive of it, I, I know now that my closest, dearest, most trusted friends are a mix, if not possibly right now a bit more of people that I've never physically met but I trust them and like Fallon like I know so much about their true who they really are more so than I would say some of my family members that right now it's it's feels and it's not an escape it's more of like that going into that winter space of that pulling away and allowing things to die really or at least go to rest so that you can be quiet and have that time to really see what feels what's who's supporting me not because you want somebody to just always say you're right be your echo chamber we need to have we need to be challenged and we need to be able to go back to engaging in conversation and to be able to debate and and to be able to have great conversations and mutual respect but if in your circle even like what we were talking about before, it's it's heavier, it's a bit more toxic and it's just eating away at you and it doesn't feel right. It's okay to to just put your headphones on and to and to listen to things that really are raising your frequency. Because we are like what Fallon said, we're frequency keepers. We are tuning forks, like all humans, but empaths, that's our gift. We are the chameleons, like Fallon said. We can, when we don't know who we are when we're younger, oftentimes that meant we just, you know, did what our friends did and we got pulled into, you know, different things and crazy things or whatever. And that we can have, you know, a friend who's a totally like the nerd. And then we have the friend who, you know, is the crazy, you know, partier. And they're both equally friends. And when we have a birthday party, all of our friends don't get along or we're just like trying to like engage and talk to everybody because we're like, ah, it's awkward for everybody, you know, because they don't like, I'm the, we're the glue to all of our friends. And you'll see that you're the one that when you're younger, it felt awkward to be the misfit, but it's not about being the misfit. It's about being so freaking amazing and unique that, you can have so many different relationships and it be genuine with each person and everybody feels validated around us, but that can be draining if you're not taking care of self first. So you don't know what you need first. So there is that let put things to rest for a while so that you can go inward and find out who you are. And if you're not sure, find somebody who, who can help you through that, you know, hire a coach, hire a mentor, like that is legitimate. That's been life-changing for me is as soon as I stepped into actually having mentors that I paid to hold me accountable or to teach me things, um, teachers who actually pass down these, these, their lineage and their messages, like, that has been game changing for me. I think the recently I just heard this amazing um, Mayan teacher, and he said something that I'm like, I I didn't say it that way, but that's exactly right. Like he said, <laughs> he said, I'm not teaching you anything new. I'm just reminding you of what you already know. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Yeah. And then your story about growing up where 
you know, you have all these different friend groups and everything reminded me of when I was younger. I remember like, so you'd always have the clicks of like all the different groups, right? They would all like talk to each other. And I remember like, I could never focus on like one conversation because (laughs) I'm like literally sitting there being like, okay, I'm listening to you. And then I turn my head and I'm like, oh yeah, that's a cool conversation. And then I'm like another conversation. Like I literally felt like, and that's partially why people thought I was so quiet was because I literally was like observing this conversation and then pulling in this one and then this one. And I was literally like, pulling in all of these things but like I legitimately was friends with all these people so it's mm-hmm. like I didn't know who to put like my attention to you know <laughs> like so it was so confusing like as a younger empath of like what am I doing <laughs> I know I know it, yeah we we'll definitely talk a lot more I'm sure about our I think it's important to share these stories about how it felt to be awkward <laughs> yeah and not sure and the mistakes sometimes of feeling like oh I do need a gossip in order to have this person like me or I do need to be with this guy because you know he he's he he says that he loves me or whatever it is and I need to do these things or or down this this bong you know <laughs> or not the, uh, what is it called uh, the beer bong uh, you oh, know yeah. uh, like you know uh, like I know I can do that too where I can be like you know fuck it I'll do it I'll be the one that does it you know yeah, exactly. and it, it's also because it's my way of like Being I like, will I'm be, normal. I will, well <laughs> that and also like I will be the one again that like now I embrace it as the more playful like I'll be the fool so that everyone can loosen up and feel comfortable like I'll be the first one to try this and make the mistake so that nobody else has to do that I'll do that for them that's like my gift is I'll Mm. I'll feel you know but when I was younger it was more like I'll freaking be the first one to do this and and then but I didn't realize that that's what I was doing it wasn't just because I was like trying to show off it was more of like I wanted everybody to feel welcome or I wanted everyone to feel whatever it was that everybody was wanting to feel, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. uh, that's, that's a, that's a lot of story there a lot about of story. my teenage years. <laughs> so that's going to have to pause right there. Yeah, pick that one up next time. Yeah, <laughs> you can read a little bit about it on my website, <laughs> which is in the show notes. <laughs> um, if you're if you're curious and you don't want to wait, but um, yeah, so I think this was this was a good one. This was about stories and stories of our lives and and how they all they all are important and valid, and it's what makes us unique and and multifaceted and um don't discredit them don't be ashamed of them don't be you know don't don't deny that part of you you may not do it again and you may have learned the lesson you may not be necessarily proud of them but i think to deny all parts of us is to miss the lessons in them exactly yeah everything that we go through and experience are all just lessons that we're meant to learn that's right yep well that's it for today so mm-hmm. again please um feel free to drop us a line you can do that in the show notes you'll see a little um survey that you can fill out and let us know what you think any ideas share with us your stories um i think it would be cool to read some of these stories that we get in and maybe even invite a few people on wouldn't that be fun that'd be so much fun (laughs) i love hearing other people's stories about like their journey of how they got to where they are today just because one sometimes it'll validate like what i went through Mm -hmm. and like or it'll remind me of things that i forgot um And so it's just so much fun to share like that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it would be cool too is if maybe we do, um, because we are getting ready to launch 
our our uh, workshops and our courses and our mentor, uh, mentorship and memberships that uh, we're going to put together maybe um, like an early bird special and um, maybe we could do like a contest where mm. somebody can can you know maybe win uh coming on the podcast and maybe getting like coached by both of us maybe something like like that that. yeah that'd be so much fun oh yes let's do that (laughs) (laughs) so let us know if you want you you just put it in that survey if you're interested then um you know by all means and then also go on carefully subscribe to the email and we can send all that out for you so that you're on the wait list for all the amazing things that are coming. It's going to be so good. Yeah. I can't wait. I'm so excited. As you could tell, I totally geek out on stuff. So oh yeah. You're so ready. It's be, yeah. So it's like, you're going to get a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever it is, you're getting a lot. <laughs> be ready. Stretch it out now. Yep. Just go stretch it out now. Because <laughs> there'll be some dancing, I'm sure. As well. Obviously. <laughs> All right. Till next time. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Hey, we hope you enjoyed today's episode as much as Fallon and I enjoyed recording it and sharing our conversation with you. Hit subscribe and you can find out when the next episode arrives. But a better way to do that is subscribing to our newsletter. Details are below. That way we can send you when our latest offerings are. You can also help others find us by submitting a five-star review right here where you're listening. And then we are more searchable. Details on how to reach out to Felon and I individually are also below in the show notes. Until next time.